0: Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is offering bonus content to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, including character creation and how-to-play episodes, plus cast and crew outtakes, all still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at Fableandfolly.com slash plus.
1: Omniverse.
2: The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Visit CthulhuMystery.com and head to Patreon.com slash OmniverseMedia to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets. Well, well, well. Welcome back. Here we are, the penultimate episode of The Cracked and Crooked Man's our debut live actual play and charity event for the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Before we embark on tonight's adventure, thank you. Thank you for making this new nightmarish diversion a rousing success. To date, we've raised $2,159.69 in support of the Transgender Law Center, ensuring that justice is done, equality is fought for, and lives and livelihoods are preserved. We stepped out into the darkness here, trying something new between formal series of our show, and it would appear that you've enjoyed the results. So, $2,159.69, that's a hefty chunk of change. We're getting very close, very, very close to the final goal. Where are my manners? I'm joined once again by Catherine Blackard, showrunner of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Glad to be back.
1: Can I thank this past week's donors? Please do. Well, as you might recall, last week we were at $2,065, only $4 away from one of my favorite numbers. (laughs) And my stars and garters, someone stepped up to the challenge. A bold and beautiful anonymous donor tossed $4.69 on the stage, taking the total to $2,069.69. Nice. They said, sorry to have missed the live stream. Well, try not to be too sorry or too hard on yourself. You've made a splash all the same, and thank you for supporting a good cause. Now, I don't know much about numerology, but I've looked up a little bit of information. Are are you by any chance familiar with the meaning of the number 69? Uh, Uh, no, not in this context. Well, it's indicative of balance, like the yin and yang, harmony, compassion, and idealism. I'd say this anonymous donor truly embodies the power of 69. So, thanks for 69ing with us. He
2: <laughs> we are live on the air, so... Uh... Big
1: thanks to Shosuro Ajo, who gave $50. Enough for a bonus die, very classy. They say, sorry I'm a bit late on this. Why well, the apologies? You're here now. You're giving to a good cause. You are beautiful. And last but not least, we have a generous donation from first-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you for
2: calling, and thank you for listening. Hopefully it's not the first and the last time. It's true, we do love hearing from our fans. Speaking of, last week we offered up that any donors could write in with questions for Estelle Thorpe or yourself. Were there any? No, not yet. Well then, what say we give the listening audience a demonstration after the episode?
1: That is a lovely idea. And uh, for those of you who are interested, please do head to cthulumysterycom slash live to make a donation and ask a question of your own. Or just make a donation, because
2: ultimately, that's why we're here, folks. You heard it, folks. Don't touch your dials, but do touch your keyboards. There's always plenty of surprises here on the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program, and you could be a part of it. But for now, the moment you've been waiting for. Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night and unknowable evil from beyond time cries out What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The call of Cthulhu! Omniverse and Chaosium are proud to present The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, live! Tonight's strange story, The Cracked and Crooked Mance, Part 5. Chaosium Incorporated is the publisher of high-quality books and games, including the acclaimed Call of Cthulhu tabletop RPG. Head to Chaosium.com to discover forbidden tomes of eldritch knowledge so that you and your friends can succumb to the maddening call of investigative horror adventures just like this one. This live production is recorded and produced in Central Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, and Dinwiddie, Virginia, on lands ruthlessly taken from their indigenous people, the Tamuqua and Seminole, the Uchi, Shawnee and Cherokee, and the Chero and Hakanataway, respectively. Acknowledgement of the first people of these lands and the lasting repercussions of colonization is the least we can do. Through awareness, we can prompt discussion, allyship, and ultimately, decolonization. To learn more about the First Nations of the land where you live, visit native-land.ca. The sheriff has gone missing. There's a raccoon living in the second-story bedroom. Oh, and, uh... This house was the site of multiple horrific murders. But what does it all mean? Why did Arthur Cornthwaite order a truckload of salt before his disappearance? And what's that lurking presence that makes this abandoned old house seem strangely inhabited? Raccoon notwithstanding.
3: You all turn to the right and and head towards the, uh, the room in the northeast corner of the house. Uh, and opening that door up uh, uh, carefully uh, uh, trying to disturb the assault as min- as minimally as possible. Uh, you uh, look into this next room, which uh, is a very large, uh, very uh, expensively appointed bathroom. <laughs> There's a, uh, uh, a a very um, uh, well, well-decorated well and uh, uh, golden-trimmed claw tub in here, as well as all of the, uh, the finest amenities that you would expect in a house befitting a man of Arthur Cornthwaite's Korn- uh, station in life. Uh, investigate.
4: Uh, just look around and um, look for any clues whatsoever.
5: Are there any... Gosh. Does the mirror open or anything? Are there any drawers... Uh,
3: well, there's there's uh, there is a mirror against the wall. It doesn't open, but there is separately a medicine cabinet in here. I'd like to look uh, the, through that. <laughs> uh, the The medicine cabinet has uh, some of the the basics, the sort of things you might expect. Um, you know, aspirin, Cain. various analgesics, yeah. things Opium. like that.
6: Cocaine
5: <laughs> um, to get the ghosts out of your blood.
6: Heroin. <laughs>
5: A little opium uh-huh. just to, just to mellow out. yeah
6: stuff that you <laughs> give your babies to fall asleep.
3: Yeah um, and and with with that, uh, uh, one of the things that you also noticed though is that you mentioned you mentioned the uh, um, the mirror in here above the sink. The mirror, it's got this faint coating of dust on it like you know someone hadn't uh, wiped it clean in some time. And uh, somebody's written the letters, capital N, lowercase a, capital C, lowercase l.
5: That's salt. That's that's. Yeah, you're you're right.
7: Uh, Well, I'm. I mean, it certainly seems to all go together. I suppose. Oh, I maybe shake the
6: salt on the mirror.
7: Why would she shake salt at She's like already taking- I don't taking know, what it, is this,
5: like, why does it say salt on the mirror? She's already <laughs> she's taking it out of no her bag ideas. to do it, but she's like, no why would ideas. you do this? Why? There are no bad ideas in this hellscape. All
7: right, as she shakes salt at the mirror, <laughs> <laughs> right. pauses for a moment. Uh, hello.
3: <laughs> salt shaker in hand. Uh, uh, Hazel spritzes a little bit of salt, uh, uh, a dash of salt against the mirror. Uh, a faint tinkling of the salt against the glass can be heard uh, <laughs> as everyone waits with bated breath for something to happen but nothing does
5: oh. well we tried
3: okay yeah, I'm all did. out of ideas
7: well <laughs> I feel doubly foolish now between well, be my hair
5: wasn't your idea
7: No. I still did it like an asshat, just like trying to smoke <laughs> smoke a cigar. Um, <laughs> right then. <laughs> Awful and hard on yourself, has- huh? Well, I'm just, I wanted, you know, I just wanted to be a professional. I just wanted to be professional about this. Yeah, watch and the fucking
6: language. I,
7: I think you're doing great. I, hey, <laughs> hey. I, um. Everybody simmer down. If there's nothing As... else to be investigated, shall we remove ourselves from the bathroom
4: <laughs> before we find any more of those coins?
3: <laughs> As the uh, uh, the lot of you make your way uh, there, because there's two doors in here. There's the one that comes from the uh, uh, from the uh, master bedroom itself, and the other one. There's a second door that looks like it probably, you know, from from where you are in the house, leads back out into the. Uh, into the kind of the main area on the second floor. Uh, As you make your way towards that door, uh, the southern wall of this bathroom, uh, there's this undulation of the wall beneath the tiles. You can almost hear the tiles just slightly crackling and tinkling. As you can all see this wave moving from top to bottom along that wall.
5: So, There's something in these cigars? I didn't have, I, I didn't smoke one and uh, I'm, I, I, I'm seeing that. So I'm, I'm going to go with no. I'm no.
7: I think uh, it's very important that we leave this room right now.
5: <laughs> I feel like
3: Good that's idea. an important
5: thing. Seconded, seconded, One
3: Already out the door.
5: Right. <laughs> Sounds about as, right.
3: As Renee opens the door uh and oh. makes his way out, uh those of you who are still in here, uh make a sanity roll.
5: God damn it. Oh no! I fell. Alright. Um
7: thanks thanks to the uh the lovely uh luck bonus from uh, Jamie Lalone, I'm gonna re-roll that 92. <laughs> and,
3: okay. um, sure thing. I'm gonna n- Scream fortifies you. Make a make a reroll.
5: I'm gonna first thank Jamie Lalone for my first reroll that I had earlier that I forgot to do. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna <laughs> use my other bonus roll from Evan, uh, Evan Murray, and uh, reroll that 80 over 54.
6: <laughs> I failed doubly. I got a 68.
5: a so 20 under 54 for me.
3: For okay.
5: I failed my second roll, too, so, uh... <laughs> Damn!
3: Here we go. Okay, well, we go. That, that nicotine in your in your bloodstream wasn't quite enough. As uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Percy and Hazel just kind of st- standing, giving that wall the, 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 the third degree as, as they're kind of waiting their turn to get out the door, like, because they don't want to be in this room anymore. The entire wall pulses like a heartbeat. Oh. Pump.
7: We need to go. We need to leave. We need to leave the room right now. We need to get out. Keep
5: go-
3: We're both going. going to, like, go through uh, the doorway
6: and get, like, stuck. Like
5: wedged each other.
3: Uh, yeah, and as as you guys make your way back out into the hall, immediately to your left is the room that, that uh, Silas and Percy know has a raccoon in it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, it, uh, uh, when you had left that door, I kind of neglected a little detail. Did you leave that door open or closed? I closed it. I very okay. specifically closed mm-hmm.
5: it. I'm glad you remember.
3: So, uh, with with that, um, yeah, uh, you, you make your way past. You actually hear a, a little scratching against that door. Um, oh,
7: stop. what's in that room? Raccoon. <laughs> He's very oh.
6: busy.
7: Oh, great. Soggy houses, soggy raccoons. Uh, walls that pulsate. This is
3: okay, So, uh,
7: not how I wanted my first investigation to go.
3: Uh, still up up here on the second floor there's there's the room that was on the other side of the master bedroom there was the room in the south southwestern corner of the house and then kind of um, south on the other side of the uh, of the room that had the raccoon in it there is uh, a door that leads off in that direction as well so you know you've got basically three doors left to, to inspect there's the one in the northwest the one in the southwest and one in the southeast.
7: Uh, shall we go to the southwest corner? Work our way around. Sure.
3: As as bad as any.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so you make your way across the hallway, across the second floor landing, um, uh, and uh, make your way towards the uh, the pair of doors on the other side of the house. And who is opening this door?
5: Renee! Oh, Percy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Renee's first in,
4: first out most times.
5: Somebody's gotta.
3: Okay. Um, and so, with that, Renee opens up the door you know, in here. It's Percy oh. this time. This room, actually, you, you go to wrench the door open, and this one doesn't open. It seems to be locked.
5: Oh, d- d- darn.
3: The house made the decision for us. Next room.
7: I mean, <laughs> the. There could be something in there, though, that we might uh, need. Well, how do you propose we get in? She, like, slowly shifts her gaze to Renee.
6: <laughs> we all just kind of. We, we all just.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm kind of a, uh, what, what do you need from Renee?
7: Um, For this door to not be locked.
4: Yes well I feel like that's stereotyping um <laughs> I feel like that's am, me
5: remembering a conversation we had earlier am, but that's I the feel like the point I feel like stereotyping. Foreigner. I feel like stereotyping would be like them looking at me. I think you're fine. I think uh, you're very shit. well
4: well if I can't convince you otherwise uh, I reach in uh, to my to my small satchel and pull out a lock picking kit
5: <laughs> <laughs> are you you are gonna okay okay.
4: All right, just a moment. And I go in there. Uh, what
3: is this, Uh locksmith roll? Yeah, yeah, locksmith or uh, mechanical repair if you got that. All right, here we go. Locksmith.
4: 34
3: uh, to my 40. Okay. So uh, Renee gives it a a, a, a a bit of the old uh, tension in the bump. And uh, the door clicks and unlocks. And uh, begins to swing open and lit by Hazel's flashlight and uh, Silas's improvised torch. Inside what you find here is uh, uh, all manner of things gathering dust. Uh, This looks like almost a a trophy room or or some kind of haphazard. Uh, a storage room for a museum in here. You can all see all kinds of pots and vases, statuettes, carvings, musical instruments, idols, and more. Uh, They, they all, um, are filling shelves and space in here. There are crates and, and it is rather, uh, meticulously organized, although it is also um, uh, very crowded and and one of the things that that you all immediately notice is several figurines have fallen and shattered to the ground. Uh, I mean not not as you're coming in, but they're they are lying there broken and and unheeded Jack puffed. Hey- <laughs>
7: Hazel immediately forgets all danger and goes into the archaeological find room to explore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch. oh, okay. No, flutter, letter, letter. I just didn't
5: wanted it.
7: Oh my god! And this, oh, this is from this with the Peruvian, and that's stuff right over here. And I think that's is that. What and like she's just like looking and like completely fascinated by everything. Is um, this
4: one gold? Look at this. Oh <laughs>
3: uh hazel go ahead and make a, uh, an archaeology or an anthropology role if you've got it uh
7: that is a success under my anthropology skill
3: okay well, as you are looking through some of these things one thing that you notice is a lot of these are funerary artifacts mm-hmm. if uh if if he got these things from where they they came from these were 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 not just something that he bought these were things that were taken from a a tomb or some of them even even seem like uh um uh child's toys and artifacts things like that Uh, you're seeing all kinds of different things in here this uh this collection is very thorough but also uh well uh this is these, these. are not the kind of things that would have just been, you know, sold to a person. These these are the kind of things that are taken,
5: just like a white man. <laughs>
3: yeah, another white man taking the shit that
5: doesn't belong to him. A tomb. Accurate. a tomb, a tomb. Uh, and
7: this is and this is this is a, a this is actually this is a death mask. It actually would have been uh, put over the face as they were interred. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, everybody, these are um neat. These all came from dead people. Just oh. throwing that out there. Um,
4: Victimless crime.
7: That. Mm, well, uh, I'm staying away from that one. Uh, but <laughs> yes, that is uh, that is gold. Um, but this is over here. And uh, is there any sign of a steamer trunk in the room?
3: <laughs> Not that you can see. No, there's there's nothing that seems like it would be a steamer trunk.
7: Uh, anything. I- that- Go
3: ahead. Like, there are crates and things like that, but but uh, this is, um, uh, yeah, it, it looks like it's all um, a, a lot of things that have been sitting in here for a, a long time.
5: Okay. Are uh, the, the, the crates amount of dust? open or are they all, like, sealed as if they've been shipped? They
3: uh, yeah, the, these these are open. This is not, like, anything that was shipped recently. Uh, there are, towards the back, a couple of crates that, that are sealed with pretty old dates on them. like you see one that's from 1920
5: is there anything from the past few months that came in like if i see Uh, any dates that are recent
3: on these yeah they're definitely you definitely don't see any recent dates in this room uh uh not at all Uh, you see you actually see a number of older dates specifically uh, but in general this room doesn't look like it's been touched in a while okay and these figurines uh do they resemble anything uh, Renee, as you lean down and give them a look, uh, um, uh, they uh, uh, they they look like they're probably some of them are religious artifacts. Some of them actually look like, I mean, you're not sure. You're no archaeologist, but they they look like they might be more kind of mundane carvings, like like kind of like little simple artistic pieces, things like that. Um, uh, as as you're looking over them, uh, there, there's kind of a, a creaking sound, and another one of the figurines falls from a high shelf, shattering onto the ground. And with that, we'll take a break.
0: Oh.
5: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna... Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so how's everybody feeling
5: fabulous feeling great (laughs) feeling good
4: super (laughs) nervous
6: (laughs) foreboding yeah a lot of foreboding in this ihop tonight
5: i feel very (laughs) foreboded (laughs) i am very uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio today You don't like well, the soggy raccoon energy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the highlight of my day. I love that little raccoon. He's got a lot of business going on. So why you guys are laughing? He's busy. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Whereas things are maybe a bit uh, trepidatious for uh, you folks in the show. We are doing really well outside of the show. Currently, we have one thousand four hundred fifty six dollars and sixty nine cents. Yes, yes, you
7: yes! guys are killing it. <laughs> we love yeah. There,
6: and there's some lovely, lovely comments here. Severely Trans says Percy's player is a thick king. That's <laughs> my
7: girlfriend. Yeah, so... that is
6: my girlfriend. <laughs> An anonymous donor says rich people are strange is a perfect explanation for a lot
5: <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and you should say it real life
6: <laughs> commander Jesse said embrace the madness <laughs> and uh, Jake said great show we also have donations from Catosaurus Rex Bradley Kate! Russell yay! and uh, Tamara oh would you, would you need a uh, shout out to Katasaurus
5: hi Kate I love you Thank yes you. Kate and the earring that I'm wearing for Silas yay
7: awesome
6: Ooh. that's amazing
7: Also, Brad Russell, he's in my D&D group.
6: (laughs) 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 So, yeah, $1,456.69. That is amazing. They have descended from pure air. And as we walk through this ritual, we are now gunning for $1,666, the next book drop of Mansions of Madness. We also have a winner of a giveaway. Jake Flawless won the physical book giveaway. Congratulations, Jake.
5: Golf claps, everyone. Uh, Yeah.
6: And of course, this money is going towards the Transgender Law Center, a group that uh, casts a wide net to work through legal means and social means for trans liberation. You can find out more about them at transgenderlawcenter.org. They have an extensive amount of information and most importantly, resources. If anybody you know who is transgender or gender non-conforming and is in a spot of trouble, then the Transgender Law Center has means to do that. They have helped people who are immigrants from other countries who've come here to escape persecution and have met with other kinds of persecution within this system, trans people who are trapped in oppressive detention centers and so forth, and they have helped get them released under dire circumstances. So they do it all and they look out for people. They're an amazing organization and we're really glad to be supporting them tonight. Remember we're working towards the uh, $2,500 goal. So by all means, share this stream, encourage people to
2: come on board and, uh, and donate. But before we uh, get back to the terror, uh, we have a special guest here in the, in the uh, Omniverse studio. It is Brandon
8: Gerson, the actor who plays Father Grandfather, popped in for a surprise.
2: Hello there. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. You know, some folks have been donating money uh, in your name, Father Grandfather. Oh, that's nice. That's Thank you. Thank you so much. Should I be doing
6: Father Grandfather's voice? I don't. I don't that's, up, to... that's up to you, my friend. I Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Not in Father Grandfather's voice. I was literally just having diarrhea when Cat knocked on the door and said, Brandon, come out here and do something for Father Grandfather. I was literally shitting out. I've been in Maryland for a week. I know I shouldn't have been. And I've been eating nothing but crab because they are obsessed with crab in Maryland. And now it's all coming out. It's all coming out. It's like I live Sounds in the like you could use a rectal dilator. <laughs> I really could. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Well, thank Ooh. you very much, Mr. Gerson. It's been a real pleasure reacquainting myself with you, and uh, uh, good luck on your endeavors. Father, grandfather will <laughs> <laughs> return.
8: Well, well, well. Uh, so, without further ado, now, back to the terror.
3: Punched over the broken remnants of old pieces of art, old uh, figurines. Rene sees another one shatter to the floor next to him. <laughs> and with that crashing fall, jolting everyone. À, <laughs> what, what is the group up to next?
5: Um, did we all hear? The, I'm assuming we all heard
3: the. Oh yeah, yeah, it happened right in the middle of the room. It just mm-hmm. fell right Maybe off onto the high shelf. The door.
6: We can just close the door. We can ignore it and pretend like it never
3: happened. Are these? Oh, it's like in the room that the you're house? in. Uh, no, no, they, they, uh, some of them are made out of wood. Uh, some of them are are made out of stone, or in the case of the one that just fell, clay.
4: I pick up the clay figure
3: mm-hmm. to look at it. Okay, uh, the 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 piece has an oversized head to it uh, that's kind of partially cracked. You fit the pieces together, and it, it is just this screaming icon of torment.
5: Oh, that's delightful. It's
3: very creepy. It's-
5: is this a
7: symbol that i recognize in any no. of my research
3: uh uh with it uh, uh it, it's just kind of a, a, a grotesque basically mm-hmm. you know occasionally some some cultures will you know they'll, they'll have a kind of an art form where they will put together uh grotesqueries whether it's you know s- you know screaming figures or or or, or You know acts of violence and things like that i mean in general you know often um with simple clay pieces like that they're often you know some kind of an exaggerated element of of what they're meant to convey and in this case uh you think you've got a pretty good sense of it the artist definitely did their job (laughs)
7: Uh. here was there a was there anything in those crates back there if we've done all the looking we need to do here, I uh, uh, think maybe we should
5: be looking somewhere else. Well, none uh-huh. of the crates are recent, so probably nothing that he saw before he left.
4: And well, with that, try to Fargo stealthily pocket any uh, anything that looks valuable. <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of sight of everyone else. I don't want to seem too greedy, especially after my lockpicking endeavor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Certainly. Uh, you, you pocket the uh, nicest pieces that you're able to find, and uh, the lot of you make your way out of this, this uh, long, untouched trophy room, and uh, across the hall from you is uh, the door leading into some uh, un, as of yet unexplored room in the northeast of the house, or northwest of the house.
5: Shall we? We shall. <laughs> I open the door
3: okay uh making your way into this door uh this is a nice uh, uh cozy den it uh has suffered much less of the water damage that you've seen around the house and it's still in rel- relatively good shape uh most of the uh um, well-appointed uh, uh uh lounges and chairs uh, all look like they're still in good shape uh, haven't really suffered any of that mildewing or moisture that you've seen causing problems elsewhere in the house. Uh, one of the uh, uh, foremost things that catches your eye in here, though, is a large mantelpiece with a uh, an, an ornately decorated double-barrel shotgun hanging above it. Huh. Mm.
7: Okay. 100
3: underneath is a small fire grate uh just uh, something simple to keep that to keep the uh uh the room warm
7: and he um he's a little step into the room and look to see if there's any abandoned books journals horrible idols
3: uh they're there's nothing like that around you do see there's a uh a not particularly hidden uh a wet bar in the corner uh which uh in this day and age is most assuredly contraband Ooh. um besides that image. other than the uh uh the the shotgun a few other um a few other cozy uh things that you would expect to find within a, within a den um uh, looks like there's a kind of an area little designated smoking corner here with an ashtray um there's nothing really that stands out to you as any kind of particularly you know unusual or creepy facet in this room at least
7: without missing a single beat Hazel limps over to the wet bar grabs the first bottle of brown liquid that she sees and takes a deep swig. Uh
5: Uh Uh-huh. Pass it over. Good for you. Put it in rotation. Uh, Hands it over. We Uh, heard that. uh, We heard this. uh,
4: That and this cigar is the best thing we've gotten from this place.
5: (laughs) It's a fact. So we just each take a a little swig. Dumb. You I'm know. going to take a moment yeah. to, like,
6: fill an empty flask, like, pull it out of my, <laughs> my calm... other suit pocket and just,
7: you know, just to calm calm your nerves. hmm Uh-huh. Sure.
3: Sure enough. A lot of you ransack the uh, the liquor cabinet and uh, take your fill. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there and... any
5: drawers or, like, desks or anything to look into in here? Or is it just, like, straight up, like, couches yeah
3: for the yeah with that it's basically couches there's not really there's not really any kind of like this is not a place for doing business this is a place for hanging out and and enjoying oneself right as you do look around though uh one of the things that that you uh uh find kind of crumpled up near the near the fire grate kind of underneath the mantelpiece uh, uh near one of the small tables uh is a crumpled piece of paper
5: I pick it up.
3: This note looks like it was hastily written uh, and is covered in ink splatters.
5: Um, give us a listen. To whom it may concern, I am writing this statement in the event of my joining my staff and my expedition members in death. I, Arthur Cornwaite, being of sound mind and body, no time for formality or legalisms. It is the thing I must tell you of. Oh, This—what What is sanity when faced with this? I thought I had fled from it in that foul green place, that accursed temple. Yet somehow it has followed me, and I know the signs. There can be no mistake. It's with me. It is, it is a thing so clever, so terrible that... Melodrama? What's the point? Note to myself in an empty house. Whoever reads this knows... It will know of it. We'll know of it. But what now? Must what you must also know is that it has a weakness. So simple. So the, this dodge has better get the huh? Can anyone else make out that last line? I kind of the, hand up the paper.
7: The dodge, dodge brace had better get the darn something. It looks like it ends with a. A K? A C and a K? Okay. The Dodge Brothers. The Dodd Brother, Dodd Dodge, Brothers. Dodge Brothers had better get the darn check. Or, huh. Oh. For well,
5: this. For, the, is for the this salt. No, that's an R. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Wait, what's an R?
6: No, I. Don't worry about it.
5: <laughs> Fair enough. So These this changers, certainly better get the darn check. Well, Can we circle back to the, the the apparent confirmation that the staff is dead, and Let's the s- expedition members,
7: uh, and Mister well, Cornthwaite? Apparently, well,
5: uh, apparently he was. So, so this changes things. Yeah, Renee, do you think this counts as confirmation of death? Just as
4: an aside, I just think just... it's going to have to.
5: Okay. Okay.
4: All right. Amazing. Also, the uh, bit about checks uh, makes me think that maybe we should, you know, maybe get it from them as soon as possible.
5: Is there anything else on the back of the letter? This is just it.
3: As you're inspecting the letter, flipping it over, there's nothing on the back but some uh, uh, ink stains where it looks like it was gripped by an an ink-covered hand. uh, And Looking it over, inspecting it one last time. Um, you, all of you, hear a creaking noise above you. Oh, I don't like it. Sounds that. like something's moving around up above you, possibly up in the attic. There
5: are... so, so attic time, I suppose, to... uh,
6: uh, hmm. Is
7: there anywhere else down here that we haven't checked? We need more salt.
6: There's one more room.
7: Let's see if we can find another stash of salt in there. We've.
5: I pocket the letter.
6: Okay.
0: And
7: I. So. I would understand if if anyone else. I would I would understand if anyone felt like they they wanted to
5: leave, um. But. I. I get the I, feeling that we're in a little too deep to just walk out of here.
7: I just have to make sure that it. Can't get out of here, it can't get to anyone else. It's
5: something to Let's... share with the class, Hazel. But
7: if there's well, if there's something here, if there's something here that followed him, we have to make sure that it can't leave, that it can't get to other people that don't know, that don't would don't be unsuspecting, that don't that don't know that these things
5: exist. That it, it can we get a little- can Not we vague only it bliss, up a little less. Can we fake it up a little less? Like, what thing,
6: like, what? Yeah, can you be a little, I don't, little more specific?
7: Well, I don't know specifically what sort of thing. I just know that there are things that do happen to people, and sometimes people try to, you know, they dig up things that they shouldn't, and then other people have to come behind them and clean up their mess and try to make sure that the rest of the world doesn't. Also, go digging in those same holes and dig up horrible things, and uh, yeah. So we need to find some more salt. <laughs>
4: Renee kind of uh, tests the weight of his bag with the heated figures that he pocketed, <laughs> and um, looks up at the ceiling. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's fine.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Oh, I'm glad. I, I'm. I'm comforted. Great.
6: I mean, testing the weight of all those cultural icons
4: <laughs> on your conscience. How's
5: that white guilt feeling? How's it feeling? Good. <laughs> There's and surprisingly
4: little of it, although I guess it's not that surprising.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> Let's see if we can... some crazy white people shit. God. <laughs> Let's
7: see if we can find any more salt in the other room before we go. Traipsing up to the attic. Let's
5: go.
3: Okay, so you're going to to check out kind of the last uh, uh, unexamined door on the second floor.
0: <laughs> yep.
3: Okay, so you all make your way out into the uh, the central hallway area, uh, and a, a, a quick note before you uh, as you're as you're moving along, uh, Percy probably at this point points out that directly kind of above this. Uh, this doorway is the trap door that will lead up to the attic but uh, uh, you all make your way away from there over to the other side of the house to the, uh, the, the final room on the second floor and who has door duty this time
4: uh, I check to see if it is locked
3: Okay, this door you uh, turn the handle and uh, it is definitely not locked it uh, slowly begins to move open under the weight of your hand. Okay. And I, uh, I throw it open.
4: <laughs> okay. And back away. Quickly. <laughs> Jump back. The door,
3: the door opens with a bang. And inside, lit by the uh, the torchlight and Hazel Martin's uh, to- uh, flashlight. Inside is a... Uh, it looks like it's probably a, a guest room. Uh, something that looks like hasn't been used in a while. This is a, a bedroom. Renee.
5: Look familiar?
3: Actually,
4: yes.
5: Gross.
6: From the looks and... of it, it hasn't been used. Let's use it.
4: <laughs> it. This house also looks about 17 years older than the last time I saw it last year.
3: That's fair. As you all make uh, make your way into this room, uh, it's it's rather small in comparison to the master bedroom. Uh, the uh, this this guest room uh, it's it's got some some of the the signs of moisture damage um, in here, although not quite as uh, as again not as severe as you saw in many of the other parts of the house. Uh, everyone can make either a spot hidden or an architecture roll.
4: Is that a a dig against me, that there is less moisture damage in this room? (laughs) (laughs) That is a critical
3: success. Nice.
5: (laughs) Critical Uh, success. Hard success.
3: As you are all...
5: Success on a spot
1: hidden.
3: Okay, okay. As you are all looking around, uh, Percy is kind of standing back. Looks almost like he's kind of doing some math in his head or or kind of trying to envision things. Uh, And Percy takes a step forward, wraps against the back, uh, against the the wall with the fireplace, and nods uh, uh, knowingly. Um, Percy, this... There's something behind this wall. There's there's a there's another room here or something, crawl space or something. Um, uh, Hazel and Silas, the two of you, had passed a spot hidden check. Mm-hmm. Um, as Percy mentions that and and is kind of gesturing at that at the uh, the interior wall, uh, the two of you look around a little bit, and. Sure enough, the uh, the the fireplace in here. There's a, a there's a, a fireplace that, well, it, it it it's not real. This fireplace is false. Huh. And hmm. uh, playing around with it a little bit, you find that uh, this actually can be uh, swung open. This is a secret door. What a Uh, pervert.
6: (laughs) You could have been standing here listening to whatever the fuck you were doing the whole time.
5: Well, let's investigate, shall we?
4: Yes,
3: very well.
5: I open the um, fireplace.
3: Okay, you open the fireplace. And are assaulted by a wave, of stale dust, oh. as it blasts out <laughs> oh, at you.
5: God, <laughs> yuck! God, Ugh. I well, hate it here.
7: I don't think that they were using this room last year at the party.
3: And uh, going further into it, Silas he he lofts his torch and and looks in and gets to make a sanity check.
6: Oh, good. <laughs> Precious
5: baby! <laughs> I dropped my dice again! Oh, no! Luke, can you roll for me? My dice is under the couch.
3: <laughs> oh, no. no. Fair enough. 47 out of whatever you have for sanity, which I think that's is a, enough to...
5: That's a pass, baby! That's a yeah. pass!
3: Okay, it's still, it's still uh, enough to cause you to lose one point of sanity as you're startled... Uh, maybe let out a little bit of a yelp uh what you see in here is a grisly scene oh Uh, no (laughs) uh there is a a desiccated corpse contained within this
1: oh oh, god Oh. oh
7: fuck what what is it what's in there
3: Additionally, you can see all kinds of uh, scratches along the back of the uh, of this this fake door. Uh, oh, no. uh, ancient I... uh, old faded uh, uh, stains against these scratches and what looks like pieces of fingernail embedded into them.
5: I stumble backwards and I just i there's um, there's uh, and I just hold the torch out and I'm just Hazel looks in. <laughs> and <laughs> Hazel. I think I found, I think, I think I'm going to be sick. I'm going to take the, tor- I'm going to be sick. Oh, no. I hand this torch over and I kind of duck out.
3: Hazel gets to make her own sanity roll.
5: She certainly does. Oh,
7: doing oh. That. oh that is a, that's a good old failure. But fortunately, fortunately, uh, Tamara donated. Thank you, Tamara. I'm going to be using this as a reroll. roll <laughs> I cannot afford a sanity loss. Uh, oh, good. That is a success. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you.
3: Still one point of sanity damage. Oh, uh, yeah. But <laughs> even then, uh, uh, the the shocking tableau of this uh, this uh, desiccated corpse and the, uh, uh, the unusually shortened fingers that it has, along with all the scratch marks and everything, uh, you more or less keep your wits about you once you recover but uh one one of the things you notice is uh as uh you're actually shining your flashlight around in here um kind of when you stumble back for a moment that's actually what what kind of gives it away L- looking up it looks like there's a there's a trap door up above uh, in this small hole
7: how, how small is this hole <laughs> Hazel's uh, not in. Hazel's not in the hole. Hazel's peeking up and then backing yeah. quickly out of the hole. Uh, there's a um, one uh, desiccated corpse. Um, does it look like the corpse would be approximately uh, Arthur Kerwin? Corpse or?
3: Do you have anything that would give you a good sense of that? Archaeology. Yeah, sure. Uh, mummy.
7: How, how old a, is a mummy? I don't know.
3: It's a little, out, a little out of the field, but yeah. I mean, at the very well, least, it'll... We'll
7: know. go for it. Uh, yes! That is a success.
3: Okay. Well, 24 under 26, is, baby! <laughs> this is not something exactly what you would normally mm-hmm. use it for. Uh, uh, this is a little uh, unorthodox, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, even so, you do get the sense that this has been here for some time. Uh, the 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 cut of the clothes um, uh, are definitely well out of fashion, um, uh, even though they're in terrible shape. You can still make out enough of them to tell that yeah, this is this is probably <sighs> sometime from maybe the the Edwardian or late Victorian era. Um, uh, with it, these. This is a uh, um th- th- this this doesn't look like cornthwaite.
7: Okay. Well, it's uh it's not cornthwaite. It's definitely older than that. I must uh, maybe Victorian, maybe Edwardian. Okay, stop looking at the corpse clothes. Stop. Okay. Um there's a corpse in there. Yeah. Mhm. It's yeah. kind mm-hmm. of uh I like a it. mummy, but there's also a trap door. Um mm-hmm. no. No. Like
4: uh, someone dropped him in there with the trapdoor?
7: Maybe? Uh, I
0: have something? a thing
7: about um, small enclosed spaces. Uh, so going in there to check, uh, I feel, would be uh, one of you fine, strong, uh, upstanding gentlemen's jobs.
4: <laughs> strong, uh, I'll take, upstanding. I don't. Uh, you
7: kn- upstanding, well, I'll take. Strong
4: upstanding, is. I'll
6: take. Uh, strong is not my... Uh, <laughs>
7: okay, well, we have fine, strong, and upstanding, and one of you needs to do it.
4: Oh, I'll take fine. Yeah.
7: So
5: you're going to okay. do it. Okay.
4: All right. Fine. What's a corpse? a, dead not a big body. deal.
5: Gross. Maybe foul. We can
7: get him
4: fine. out of here. All right, give me that, and I take <laughs> the torch. Yeah. And I, flash you uh, want
7: the flat? Here, take this instead, and, hands, space? and hand him the flashlight.
4: Well, it's a, okay, fine. And I take the flashlight and I walk down the stairs. And um, do I do I? How do I notice something anymore? Any investigation I can do to this? So
3: cops? yeah, so with this, uh, basically, the fireplace itself is is a, 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 a kind of a secret door. It's a fake fireplace. It opens up into this small little monk's hole basically like a small kind of little cell and um, in here uh, there's you know there's just barely enough room to stretch out like you could probably put a cot in here if there weren't you know already a corpse occupying <laughs> a big chunk of it um, uh, but there's not a whole lot of room in here other than that though the only real thing of notice, uh, other than the fact that it looks like whoever that was that's dead on the ground uh, at some point long ago tried to claw his way out uh, through the through the fake door, or sorry, through the uh, the fake fireplace, um, up above is what is a trap door that looks like it probably leads up into the attic. And uh, there's plenty of handholds to, to to reach there. At least at least you can see them with your flashlight. Uh, but if you didn't know if you didn't know uh, uh, what was going on in there, and you didn't have a flashlight with you, uh, yeah, this this would be a, a, a harrowing experience.
4: Okay, well, um, is it, so there's not enough room for anyone else to join me in this, in this little
3: area? There is. There's, there's easily room for two people to stand comfortably in here. All four of you could cram in at once if you wanted to.
4: No, I don't, I don't think there's any room for anybody else to be in that room, What? No. you need someone? <laughs> I, 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 I move to the, uh, the handholds and I start to climb and... I grab at the at the hatch for the trapdoor.
3: Okay, so yeah, with it, uh, y- you you pull at the hatch on the trapdoor, and and you're able to push it open. Uh, it's not even locked, mm-hmm. uh, and and you find yourself uh, pulling your head up and shining your light into a, a spacious and somewhat cluttered attic area. Nice. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I descend and I. I, I look out with the flashlight and I say, uh, I found a way into the attic. Um, uh, it's not locked. Uh, it seems as safe as anything else in this mansion. Can we go
6: through like the normal
4: way to the attic? That we don't have to see a dead body. It's just... It's, just, it's been here a or long go, time. It's not going to hurt you.
7: Or go through a, a small tunnel hatch.
5: I... I was steal steal my nerves. Okay, I just want it on record. I hate this. Um, <laughs> I walk in. I follow Renee up.
4: Okay, okay, and uh, I will do my best to um, to go up into the attic, and then I will shine the light down through the hatch, illuminating the corpse, but also the way.
5: No, oh, why? Why the emphasis? What? <laughs> do you hate me? Do,
4: do you want
6: to go?
5: like the o- the other
7: let's way? let's do let's do that can we get the torch to we're gonna come around in the other direction you, you have
5: the torch I handed it to you Oh, one.
7: okay I fell so i'm gonna take the yeah
3: okay so okay. with this uh hazel and uh Percy are gonna make their way towards the other uh towards the other hatch and and mm-hmm. and head up that way okay yeah. uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hazel and Percy, as you make your way along, make oh, a sanity.
5: Good. Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Ooh, failure. So much failure. Okay.
5: Extreme
3: failure. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, so uh, Hazel, you uh, lose a point of sanity. Uh, Percy, you lose two points of sanity and make a dexterity check.
5: If only they'd had more roles. If, if only... only out of the goodness of your heart at home, you you can give them those roles. Just putting that out there. That is in your hands. That is your power. Mm-mm. I don't know if you know this dear audience, but I am notorious
7: for failing sanity checks.
5: But you can Please. change that. <laughs> you can change that for this 50, this $50 to a great cause. You at home. Can have an impact on this game.
1: <laughs> Save us.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin Percy... plays in the distance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, did Percy make the dex check? No.
6: <laughs> oh, he's not a dex <laughs> okay, man. Okay. So,
3: here's what happens because basically, as you are making your way towards the uh, the other uh, the other hatch, uh, kind of coming across the uh, the top landing, uh, the uh, the floor of the second floor is kind of creaking along uh as you know in the normal way there's a slight creak as you step around on the second floor but uh the creaking kind of stops for a moment and then the entire floor just undulates and uh uh, you're you you just have this sinking uh uh feeling in in the pit of your stomach it just moves in a way that a floor shouldn't and uh uh uh, percy lets out a bit of a, a a shout and uh uh Reaches onto the handrail, uh, uh, overlooking the, uh, the the first floor for protection, or for for uh, uh, for it to st- to steady himself, and the handrail begins to give way, a- and he begins falling. Hazel, what are you up to?
7: Uh, what you doing? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so he's just staring. So he's just staring up at nothing, or he's staring up at the thing that I. He's scared.
3: kind of looking down at the floor that's moving, and and is kind of uh, lost his balance for a moment, and just tries to grab onto the handrail to steady himself. Unfortunately, when he does, his weight begins to carry him, uh with the handrail kind of down towards the first floor.
7: Um, Hazel will just launch herself to try and tackle him to the ground, but away from the. Uh, from the handrail with with no particular grace whatsoever. Just f- flings herself at him to try and make him, you know, not fall down the stairs to his death. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, H- Hazel can make a, uh, I'll say a dexterity, or if you've got brawl, you know, just uh, a really let's, let's football do some tackle somebody.
7: Let's do some dexterity. Hazel's not a brawler, Hazel's 5'2". <laughs>
1: <laughs> she might be she
5: can brawl if she wants to. Uh,
7: that is a hard success. No, that's an okay. extreme success. <gasps> oh,
3: <excellent. sighs> yeah, Percy begins to go and, and Hazel is quick. <sighs> calm, dives at him, carrying him to the ground. Uh, as you you can hear the uh, the hand railing carrying itself the rest of the way down onto the first floor and breaking on the ground below. <laughs>
7: Hazel now realizes she is very awkwardly on top of another human and uh, kind of disentangles herself. I'm uh, ooh, sorry about that, but you were going to fall and die. Yeah. Um,
1: yes. mm,
6: thank ooh, ooh.
1: you.
7: This house thank you. is, yeah, uh, we need to, we need to join the others. Yeah,
6: we need, we need to go, we need to
4: go. Okay. All
3: right, so... Uh, you, you dust yourselves off and, and quickly make your, make your way to the, uh, the second trap door, uh, pulling it down along with a, a set of stairs that kind of slide down with it. And uh, the two of you uh, uh, begin to traipse your way up into the attic. Um, and this attic, it's, it's large and it's open except for the, the things that are kind of contained in here. And once the both of you are up in your respective corners, uh, you can you can each see the light from the other on the other side.
5: Could we have, could we hear them like falling and crashing and whatnot? Or are we?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, off in the distance, you heard kind of an echo of a of a crash.
5: <laughs> All right. Um, I almost died. She
6: saved me.
7: I just <laughs> uh, we're that's. Uh, all right, it's relative. <laughs> okay, but cool. we are all in the attic now. Uh, let's not split up
4: again. Were you attacked by a desiccated corpse? Because this one's been quiet.
6: No, I was attacked by a fucking railing.
7: The floor <laughs> started huh? moving. The floor started moving. Like, the the walls, floor was moving. The walls were moving, and then the floors were moving, and then the whole house was... All right, so that's wrong. It
5: let's find it. <laughs> uh, let's
7: go. Yeah. I want out. <laughs> Can Bye. I uh, trade you back for my flashlight?
4: Oh yeah, uh, yes.
3: Here we go.
6: You did that with a torch here.
3: <laughs> Why do you think I had her roll decks? Oh, oh
5: boy, Hazel.
3: Bad I mean, I was ass. just really hoping for that uh, that botched roll where she sends both of you hurtling on fire down in the I was door. I was fully expecting it.
5: I forgot she
7: had the torch.
3: <laughs>
7: if this were unknown armies, that would have happened. But
5: <laughs>
3: so now. All of you are up here. You, you 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 meet up, walk to the center of the attic, exchange light sources, uh, and begin to look around. Um, in here, uh, there is quite a menagerie of various things. Old chest, rocking horse, an, a broken mirror, a locked wardrobe. There's a tailor's dummy just in the corner. All um, haunted. Odd
1: bits
3: haunted. of furniture and so on. Um... Uh there's there's uh bits of of uh what look what look like um uh expedition equipment that are kind of s- stored up in one corner. You find a couple of additional flashlights there. Uh oh, if excellent. You...
7: And those bad boys oh, out? yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they work?
3: Uh you ha- you have to go through a few of them before you find one with a battery that has any charge with it. Uh they've kind of been neglected up here. Um the these flashlights are considerably dimmer than Hazel's, but they get the job done compared to nothing at all. Um, and, uh, as you look through this attic, uh, for various things, uh, one of the things, um, that you do find, uh, in, in, kind of a small wet area near the South wall. Uh, there's, uh, one trunk that seems to have been flattened outwards, as if it had burst from an explosion within.
7: I think we uh, found the trunk. Yeah. Mm. I'll amazing. investigate the trunk, taking a closer look.
3: Looking inside, uh, there's uh, the remains of some jungle clothing, uh, a pith helmet, a compass, a forty five revolver, and a machete. Uh, in addition to that, um uh, you also find uh, what looks like uh, is uh, an expedition diary.
7: Um, I will hand the machete to Renee and immediately dive into the expedition diary. <laughs> <laughs> is there okay. any
5: way to assess where like the, the origin of the explosion within the chest is from? Because there is a, a specific spot within that area.
3: Go ahead and make a spot hidden roll. There, mm. And there's journal expert excerpt part one and two for you to peruse.
5: That's a fail, that's a 70 over 25.
8: The natives had it in their novels that if a man's soul was pure, the snake bite wouldn't harm him. Poor Hargreaves died almost uh, immediately, terrible agony. May 23rd, we met a shaman who claimed he could read the creepies. He prepared an offerenda and had us chew cocoa leaves so that with his guidance he could take us to where he called the Green Dome. I feared this was a purely shamanic nomenclature for some dream state I'm thrilled to say that I was proven wrong. Oh. Only with the vital energies of the goko pulsing through us could we have kept up with the man climbed up mossy rocks through ravines into the deep recesses of the jungle, as though in a mad dance, reading the knots of the keepus as he moved like a blind man's map. Now, at long last, I write these words in the midst of the great dome. Woven into the jungle's growth, ancient and dark, it stands and eerie, silent, we are truly in the house of Pachamama. May 24th, not Pachamama, something else. A sinister twin, maybe. The carvings initially pled for Pachamama's manifestation, but the final offerings depicted a foul, sacrifice of man, and beast, left to rot. I've never seen the likes of rituals from this period. The carvings tell the story of building the dome and a priest's vision of some, being whose name I can't discern something in the order of jungle mother of many offspring. It indicates that they believe their efforts were successful, but uh, the glyphs abruptly end. <sighs> May 28th. They're all dead. <laughs> it comes every time I close my eyes. The stone lifting that sound the slick churning of it, and Lawrence's face suspended in horror as he burst from within. The revulsion as it spilled from the dome, gasping and thrashing. (laughs) they surrounded us, those bastards. They led us here just to kill us, if I hadn't fallen in the river. Never again. Never again. (laughs) Never again.
7: So, I guess we know what uh, happened to Professor Cornthwaite sort of
5: yeah he got what he was coming to him
7: I think he got something much worse than that
3: and As Hazel, he brought had, it back with him as Hazel had spent some time reading this diary entry these diary entries to the lot of you uh, the rest of you Silas, Renee and uh, Percy make a listen check
6: oh good My listen has got the beep. Oh. Oh, success. Nice 19 seat. out
4: of 20. 94 against my 40.
5: <laughs> 40
3: okay. or 45. Okay, so uh Silas and Percy, uh you're listening to to what Hazel's telling you this this uh unbelievable uh story uh uh uh, seemingly written in cornthwaite's hand but um something else is distracting you there's in addition to the the sound of the the creaking that has kind of been omnipresent in this house ever since you've uh uh come into it uh at first it sounds like rain but it's not quite rain because there's no concussive uh, rhythmic pattering to it. It, it. It's more like just the, the flow of, of water across the roof. Uh, and both of you look up and notice that there is... Uh, along the, the walls, the, the southern wall of the house... Uh, it almost looks like there's a, a, a sheen of water along the wall, but water doesn't flow upwards. Anybody see that?
5: What? Huh? What's what? What? That. Is it all? Is it all across the wall, like the 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 ceiling, uh, or is it just
3: across the entire kind of area that you're in? Maybe 15 feet across, just flowing upwards. I ready the machete. (laughs) And everyone make a sanity roll.
2: What is that uncanny ooze? Will the fates favor our investigators as they muster up their sanity? Or will they crack in this mansion of madness? Tune in next week for the chilling and action-packed finale of the Cracked and Crooked Mance. We stand not just on the precipice
1: of this story but also our donation drive for the Transgender Law Center. We are only $340.31 away from meeting our goal and ushering in the time when the stars are right. Head to
2: CthulhuMystery.com live to donate via our Tiltify page and, if you're so keen, ask our very own intrepid Seeker of Secrets, Estelle Thorpe, anything.
1: Or little old me, Cat Blackard, showrunner of
2: this show. You fork over the Mizuma, and I'll talk. That's the deal. Now, uh, we mentioned a demonstration. Might I ask a question of, uh, Miss Thorpe? Certainly. Let's see. What is... Estelle Thorpe's... ...birthday? Trying to ask what my sign is. (laughs) Well, sure. That, too.
1: November 5th, 1894. The year of the horse in the Chinese zodiac, but in Western astrology, I'm a Scorpio. You can tell by my relentless curiosity. A water sign, which I'm sure you can agree adds up, but uh, the irony isn't lost on me. Uh, What do you mean? Thalassophobia, darling. It's no coincidence I spent so much time overseas. Once I was there, I was in (laughs) no particular rush to hop back on a steamer. I've got to practically medicate myself into a coma to manage it. It's dreadful. But uh, not to end on a down note, um, on the theme of birthdays... I suppose I can also offer up that I've got
2: big plans for a birthday soiree at Thorpe Manor. Oh, outstanding. Well, thank you, Miss Thorpe, for that insight, and, uh, mark your calendars. If they're keen to this program, they'll know when to RSVP. We do love our listeners, and, uh, they love us, it turns out. We recently got an Apple podcast review from the Netherlands. A user whose name... I'm not going to, uh, attempt in their native Dutch, but, uh, apparently translates to the Umpteenth Anonymous. This five-star review is entitled Wonderful, and they say, Call of Cthulhu actual play, a good story, and the sound of a beautiful 1920s audio drama while still being an easy listen? Well done, you people, and thank you for your gift. It is appreciated. Well, you are appreciated, Umpteenth. Thank you. If you too would like to leave a review, head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And, if you love this show, crave behind-the-scenes content, exclusive shows, and updates on the creative process, head to patreon.com slash omniverse media to support our efforts. Yes, and the final installment of the Cracked
1: and Crooked Test Run is out now. That's our five-part Patreon-exclusive playthrough of this campaign, with a completely different cast and a very different experience. There's also a bonus episode for that campaign. During the game, my character Cordelia Sokova did a Celtic cross tarot spread, which is mentioned in part in the story, but not explored in depth during everything going on. So, in this bonus episode, I share the card reading and explore the meanings and associations that both Cordelia and I drew in anticipation of the fate that awaited us. It was very provocative.
2: All that and more at patreon.com slash omniversemedia. I'm sure you are shaking with anticipation for the big finale, but courage, my friends, it will not be long now. We'll see you next week for the dramatic conclusion to The Cracked and Crooked Mance. Thanks for listening to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. This production of The Cracked and Crooked Mance is performed by Keeper Luke Stram. Cat Blackard, Caleb Del Rio, Sawyer Green, Joshua LaForge, Dottie Vox, and features a special performance by Brandon Gerson as himself. It's based on a scenario from Mansions of Madness, written by Stuart Boone, Sean DeWolf, Gavin Inglis, Christopher Lackey, and Mark Morrison, published by Chaosium Incorporated. Find the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning audio drama series on your favorite podcast platform or at CthulhuMystery.com. This is an Omniverse production. It's produced by Catherine Blackard, Colin Peterson, and John Sebastian Laval. Colin Peterson is the project lead, director, and live stream producer. Sound was by John Sebastian Laval. The original score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin. Home for all your custom music needs and more, neondolphinmusic.com. Special thanks to our Patreon producers, Ben Honk, Nathan Crow, Sean Hutchinson, Zombie Pops, Voodoo Voodoo, Sean T. Red, Josh King, Patrick Webster, and David Van Pelt. Our executive producers, Big Bad Shadow Man, Jason O'Keefe, Marcus Larson, Aaron Ramsey, and Jamie Malone, and James Nicola, and the Arkham Paranormal Research Society. This program is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Head to patreon.com slash omniverse media to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night.
1: Omniverse
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone if so ask your doctor about wolf 359
8: the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by kind of evil genius productions side effects may
3: include strange genetic experiments unreliable ai systems the potential discovery of alien life and toothpaste find wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit
0: wolf359.fm to learn more